Modern life. Between careers, kids, and health, it can be mayhem. That's why we're here. I'm Dr. Lisa Varghese-Kroll. And I'm Dr. Lonre Falusi. We're physicians, moms, and longtime friends who break it all down for you. Wondering how to juggle all the balls and still stay sane? Looking for advice but don't want to be overwhelmed? Curious about how to make the most out of life for your family but enjoy it at the same time? You're in the right place. Welcome to Health and Home with the Hippocratic Hosts. On this episode, we're talking about groceries and inflation. Are skyrocketing food prices giving you chest pain? Are you having trouble affording a healthy diet when your dollar buys so much less? Are you looking for ways to cut down your grocery bill so that you can still bring home a vegetable or two? Keep listening for tips to keep more green in your wallet and on your plate. Hey, Lise. Hey, Lon. My goodness. Inflation has been hitting us hard, hasn't it? Oh, it's terrible. Gas, clothes, groceries, the price of everything seems to be at least like 30% higher. At least. And there's no end in sight. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, whether you have a household of one or a household of 10, I think it's safe to say that it's putting pressure on everyone. Yeah. You know, and that can be scary. Like from a medical perspective, we know that in the United States, it tends to be more expensive to eat healthy food than to eat poorly, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So when inflation like this strikes, medical crises often follow a few months down the line for a number of reasons. But one of those reasons is that people are being forced to resort to eating less fresh produce and more processed high sodium foods and often just less food overall. Exactly. It is scary. You know, Mm. so as physicians, it's important to us to highlight ways to save on grocery bills because ultimately that has a positive effect on everyone's health. Right. So, Lonre, please put on your economist's hat and tell us, what is inflation? Oh, okay. Well, let me rummage around and find that hat. Let's see. Doctor hat, uh, nose wiper hat, (laughs) chocolate eater hat. Oh, not not right now. Okay, no. (laughs) Oh, we have like four or five versions of that hat, like one for every room. (laughs) You never know when you'll need that chocolate eater hat. Could never be without it. No. Oh, okay, okay. Economist hat. Here it is. All right. So students, inflation is a general increase in the price of goods and services, which results in a reduction in the purchasing power of money. So there are many potential causes of inflation, such as an increase in demands for goods without a corresponding increase in supply, which we saw after the pandemic when people wanted to return to their pre-COVID purchasing habits, but supply chain issues were still affecting production. Low interest rates and increased production costs can also affect inflation, along with a host of other factors. And let's not forget that inflation has some evil twin brothers. While inflation causes the price of an item to rise, There's also shrinkflation, which is where the price of the item ostensibly stays the same, but the size of the item shrinks. So you're still paying more. And then there's skimpflation, where the... Where the price and size of the item ostensibly stay the same, but the quality of the ingredients or components used to make the item decreases. So again, you're still paying more in the end than you used to. Ugh. It's so hard to be a customer these days. Like, it really is. Shrinkflation and skinflation <laughs> and 
your dollar just not going far. I know. And inflation can negatively affect our health in a number of ways. And we'll focus on some of those other ways in future episodes. But for this episode, we're going to do a deep dive on how we can fight inflation at the grocery store. Because saving money on groceries and continuing to feed ourselves and our families as well as we can is probably the number one inflation-related concern of most people we encounter, us included. Mm-hmm. But do not despair. We do have some great tips that will have you saving cash today. So here we go. First and foremost, meal plan. Planning what you'll eat for the week ahead has been repeatedly shown to save money because you only buy what you need, not what looks good because it's positioned on the store shelf at eye level Mm -hmm. or has the brightest packaging. And our episode 32 goes into detail about the health and financial benefits of meal planning, and it shares lots of easy ways to make it part of your life. If you're new to meal planning, it can seem daunting, but it quickly becomes second nature, and it can even make eating more fun because you look forward to the meals that are coming up in your plan. Yeah, and along those same lines, we know you've heard this one before, but it's worth saying again, don't shop hungry. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Yeah, because when you do, everything looks good, even the things you don't need. Especially the things you don't need. <laughs> Although Ben and Jerry's chocolate therapy ice cream is a legitimate need. Oh, yeah, this is absolutely. one of the many things I learned in medical school. In, in all the books. I feel like yes. it's in all the books, right? Yeah. Every exam. Yes. Every exam. <laughs> so yeah, so if you're going to the grocery store, plan to go after a meal. Or if you can't arrange that, maybe eat a snack before you go. You know, it'll really help your willpower and cut down on those impulse purchases. If impulse purchases are a weakness for you, consider switching to online shopping. It's much easier to avoid just throwing random things in your cart when you're shopping virtually. And it often saves time since you can do it from the couch in your pajamas and you don't have to worry about a toddler begging for candy in the checkout line. (laughs) But be aware of added costs with online orders. Most stores tack on pickup fees, delivery fees, service fees, and driver tips. So if these end up being more than the occasional impulse buy would cost you, then in-person shopping might actually end up being a better financial deal. All right, next up, couponing. Check your store's weekly flyers and check their websites for online coupons that you can add to your account. For you know a minimum amount of effort, you can often save a couple of bucks per shop. Now, we've all seen those extreme couponers on TV who (laughs) pay like negative $8 for $300 worth of food. Yeah, but that kind of couponing is a full-time job. It requires a warehouse so you can store all those purchases. For the average person, couponing, it really has to be within reason because, you know, it can take time. Right. And remember, that also takes gas. Like with gas prices being what they are. Keep in mind that if you're having to drive to multiple stores to redeem multiple coupons, you might not be saving any money in the end. Right. However, that being said, if you generally grocery shop at only one or two stores, another easy way to save money may be simply to change stores. Set aside one or two weekly shops to try out a different grocery store, any different grocery store, either one that's known for low prices or one that's just a different chain. You may find that for the items that you regularly buy, another store sells them for less and is a better fit for you. Mm -hmm. And then there are warehouse stores like Costco. 
you know, buying in bulk can save money if you have the space to store larger items and have enough people in your household to finish them before they go bad, of course. You know, but bulk stores don't always have the better deals, though. Sometimes their prices by unit are actually higher than a regular grocery store. Mm-hmm. It just depends on what you're buying. You know, it's very tricky. They like us to believe that they're always <laughs> the best deal, but they're not always. No. Yeah, and I, I like to keep their website open and my regular grocery store's website open at the same time when placing an order and just toggle back and forth between the tabs to easily compare prices and figure out what I should order from which place. And that's an important tip too. Always compare unit prices, not overall mm-hmm. prices. The unit price is the price per ounce or milliliter or serving. So while one box of pasta may be $2 and another might be 3 If the first box is 16 ounces, that's 12.5 cents per ounce. If the second box is 32 ounces, that's 9 cents per ounce. So the $3 box has the lower unit price and is actually the better deal. Some good quick math you just did there, Lise. (laughs) I'm so impressed. (laughs) Yeah, if this medicine thing doesn't work out. (laughs) (laughs) So another way to save money is to use a cashback app like Rakuten or Ibotta or Checkout 51. So these apps give you cash back on purchases from specific retailers or on specific items. They all have their own rules, of course, um, but they're really easy to use once you get the hang of them. So essentially, you make free money on shopping you were going to do anyway. We'll link in our show notes to referral codes for Rakuten and Ibotta that will get you bonus cash back. Next, pay attention to when items go on sale at your particular store and when they get new inventory coming in. You can ask employees these questions. You may be able to save money just by shopping on a different day of the week. Mm -hmm. And when you see sales at your local stores, make freezer meals with those items. So if ground turkey goes on sale, buy it, make a batch of turkey chili, freeze it, and then next month you can eat turkey chili that's way cheaper than it would have been if you'd made it then. Right. And stay aware of what you have at home. Keep a small dry erase board in your pantry and on your freezer so you can see at a glance what you have and what needs to be used up. Because even if you buy something on sale, you didn't save money if you don't eat it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this way, you make sure your food doesn't go off to die in yeah. dark corners. <laughs> right, right. And so while we totally understand that convenience items like pre-bagged salad or cut up vegetables can help you survive your crazy schedule, they do come at a cost Mm -hmm. and sometimes a markup of 300%. Mm -hmm. So if you're at a point where saving money is more important than saving time, then buy the head of lettuce, you know, cut it up yourself and pocket the difference. So Lon, did you know that an exception to this is rotisserie chicken? Oh, tell me more. (laughs) This is the rare case where the prepared item is actually cheaper than the raw ingredient. Many grocery stores use rotisserie chickens as a loss leader to entice customers and as a way to use up raw chickens that are about to expire. So keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. It can actually be financially smart to buy a rotisserie chicken rather than roasting it yourself. Yeah. And faster. I love that. You know, and when thinking about produce, consider joining a community supported agriculture group or CSA. So that's where local farms deliver baskets of in-season produce to you on a subscription basis. This is often more affordable than grocery store produce because the food doesn't need to be transported long distances. Mm -hmm. Another tip during the summer is to get to know your local farmer's markets. And often at closing time, food will be discounted so suppliers don't have to transport it all back. 
And that's a great thing to keep in mind. Mm -hmm. Misfits Market is another great option. They're an online grocery service that sells perfectly good food that doesn't look totally magazine perfect. Because these items are a little odd looking, most grocery stores end up throwing them out because they won't sell. But Misfits Market rescues them and sells them at a discount, saving you money and reducing food waste at the same time. We'll link to them in our show notes at Hippocratichoast.com. And there's no question that meat is expensive. Oh, yes. (laughs) So if you and your family, if you're meat eaters, consider doing meatless Mondays or going vegetarian several days a week. You know, not only does this save you money, but if you're cutting out red meat, it can help your cholesterol too. Right. And on those days that you are eating meat, consider using flash food. This is a really cool company that aims to reduce grocery store waste. So you download their app and find out which stores near you have flash food refrigerators. Each day, those local grocery stores update the app with whatever food they have that's near expiration, usually at half price or less. And then you select the items you want and pay for them in the app and then go pick them up. For meat, it's a great deal because you can freeze it and use it another time. The grocery store can't. And flash food doesn't just sell meat. Produce, bakery items, packaged goods, and prepared foods are all up for grabs. Every day what's available is different. Now, like anything, flash food won't save you money if you use it to buy things you don't need. (laughs) But if you use it to buy things you would have bought anyway or things you would have bought in the future that you can freeze until you need it, it can be a huge cash saver. So we'll link to a referral code that will give you a bonus in our show notes at HippocraticHost.com. And whenever you shop in person, get in the habit of swinging by the clearance rack at your grocery store. I never used to do this until I randomly passed by one day and saw brand name pasta listed for a price cheaper than generic pasta, simply because one corner of the box was dented. Oh my gosh. Right? (laughs) And again, it won't save you money if you buy things you don't need. But if you see something there that you would have bought anyway, it could be some serious savings. Yeah. And then, you know, do what you can to reduce food waste at home. Small scraps of food that aren't enough for another meal might normally be thrown out, but toss them in a bag in the freezer instead. Leftover vegetables can be made into a soup. Fruits that are past their prime can be made into smoothies. Heels of bread can be pulsed into homemade breadcrumbs. And overripe bananas are actually even better than oil and homemade muffins. <laughs> so if you make a soup out of leftover vegetables, that's a whole meal you didn't have to buy ingredients yeah. for. And that's significant savings, right? Not to mention good for our landfills. Our episode 42 on reducing waste has lots more info and tips in this area. And consider a cash back credit card. There's so many out there. So research the best one for you and your financial situation Some offer additional cash back specifically for groceries. And if you find the right one, you can get enough cash back to pay for a couple of grocery shops per year. Oh, love that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then switch to reusable items instead of disposable ones. For example, my family recently switched from paper towels to Swedish dishcloths. Not only are paper towels bad for the environment, but they're expensive to buy every few weeks, you know, but Swedish dishcloths can clean up the exact same messes and then get thrown in your dishwasher to be disinfected and ready to use again. So they'll end up saving us hundreds of dollars over the course of their lifetime and cut down dramatically on the amount of trash that we generate. That's great. Yeah. And also consider joining your local Buy Nothing group on Facebook. So if you're not familiar, this is a movement to give away items that are no longer needed for free 
to someone who can give them a new life you know, rather than selling or discarding them. Buy nothing groups, they're not primarily for food, but they can be particularly useful for groceries because people who find themselves with a surplus of some food item for whatever reason can post it in their local buy nothing group for pickup that day and know that it'll be claimed before it goes bad since everyone in the group lives nearby. You can also place requests on your buy nothing group if you're looking for something in particular. So it's another great way to reduce waste. Right. And then you can try growing food at home. Now, most of us don't have enough outdoor space to live entirely off the land. (laughs) But even if you can just find a windowsill to put a couple of pots of herbs or berries, you can save money, particularly because those things, herbs and berries specifically, can be really Mm. expensive at the grocery store. Right. And if you only need like a couple of leaves of cilantro and you buy like the whole package, (laughs) you end up wasting so much. Yeah. Whereas if it's on your windowsill, you just pluck the little bit that you need. (laughs) Absolutely. And so if you're really struggling, though, to feed yourself and your family, the SNAP or Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, or WIC, which stands for Women, Infants, and Children Program, those programs in the U.S. may be able to help. We'll link to them in our show notes along with the website, findhelp.org, that you can use to find food pantries and other sources of food assistance in your, in your community. And now it's time for our Physician Mom Hack of the Week. So are you someone who can't function without coffee? I know I am. <laughs> are you addicted to a particular pricey brand? You know, coffee is one of the many grocery items whose prices have soared over the last few months. So here's a hack to keep your favorite brand in your pantry. Whether you use, you know, whole bean or ground coffee, buy a bag of your favorite brand and a bag of cheaper stuff. Decant them both into a large container and mix them together. You know, this works for cereal, spices, and even chips too. You know, you'll stretch the pricey stuff longer, but still get that taste you crave. Love it. I'm totally going to try that. Yeah, you don't even realize <laughs> that, you, that it's all mixed in. Exactly. So that's our show for today. Thank you so much for joining us. We always appreciate you taking the time to listen. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And we would love it if you would subscribe and review us on Apple Podcasts, because reviewing the show helps other people like you find the podcast. And we might pick your review to share in a future episode. For example, STV117 said, the hosts clearly have a great rapport and are very articulate about key topics that are important right now. Looking forward to hearing what new subjects they'll delve into. Thanks, STV117. Aw, thanks. (laughs) You're the best. (laughs) And thanks to everyone else and talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Health at Home with the Hippocratic Hosts. Remember that all views expressed here are our own, not our employers, and all content is for informational purposes only and should not be construed as medical advice nor the establishment of a doctor-patient relationship. Always consult your own physician or healthcare team for any medical issues. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate us, subscribe, and tell a friend. And check out our website at www.hippocratichosts.com for show notes on this and all our episodes. Can't wait to chat with you next time.